0: Welcome to the Andamat Madumbi Podcast, where we focus on biologicals and their impact in the agricultural industry. From crop conversations and incredible success stories to meeting the experts who pioneer new solutions. We discuss how biological products are transforming the industry.
1: Good day and welcome. Thank you for joining us in the Andamat Madumbi podcast studio. I am your host, Don Bey Hooker. I'm the Business Communications Lead at Andamat Madumbi, And in the studio with me today, I have two of my colleagues, Volma McPherson, the Technical Portfolio Manager, and Yvette pump our Buyer Specialist from the Western Cape. Good day, guys. How are you doing?
2: Good morning, Donbaye.
1: Hi,
0: Donbaye. Doing well.
1: Guys, thank you so much for being here with me today. Um, we've got some really exciting news to discuss. This is going to be a product discussion on Delphin, Um, Delphin is a product in our bio-crop protection range. We've had it for a while, but we've recently had the great news that we've got a label extension for citrus flower moth, um, and I know that that's a biggie that the team's been waiting for. Before we talk about the product, um, can I ask each of you just to give me a bit of background on yourselves, introduce yourselves, and tell me why it is that I've got the two of you in the
0: studio today. Let's start with you, Vilma. Hi, Lunday. Um, so I'm Wilma McPherson. Um, I'm sitting in Pretoria at the moment, nice and cold. Um, I'm part of the product portfolio management platform. So we look after the research and development happening at Andamat Madumbi and making sure that we've got a, a lineup of pipeline products and label extensions. Um, I have a real passion for biology and biologicals and the, yeah, the impact in agriculture.
2: I'm the best in camp. Afrikaans is my first and second language, so I'm going to try my best English here. But, yeah, I'm passionate about and, um, but, yeah, basically providing the growers with the new latest technology um, from a biological point of view. And, uh, yeah, it's like a, um, working in the field with the growers in uh, the Western Cape, Eastern Cape, and uh, yeah, most of the growers is, um citrus. So, um, yeah.
1: Okay, so I've got someone from my R&D team to answer all the really tough questions, and um, I've got you, Devet, to talk about specifically to the citrus growers. Volma, mm. you, yeah, let's start with you, and let's start with why. Why
0: is this registration such good news? So this is really, really, really great news. Um, this is the very first product in South Africa registered against citrus flower moth, or as some of us know it, lemon borer moth. Um, it is a very beneficial friendly product, especially since this pest targets your flowering period. And that's where there's like this huge hive of activity in your, in your orchard. So it's difficult to make contact with, with chemicals that might have a negative impact on your beneficials. So, Dolphin is really a perfect partner in this position in your orchard pro- spray program.
1: Cool, Wilma, That's great. Um, how does dolphin work, and what is the actual mode of, of action?
0: The so dolphin is slightly different to some of the other biological products. It contains not only the spores of the bacterium, the Bacillus thuringiensis, um It also contains the metabolites and the cry proteins that this bacteria produces. The cry proteins is actually what the larva needs to feed on and ingest. That causes it to literally develop diarrhea and die of septicemia because of the bacteria then growing inside this poor larva. It's actually quite gross, but nature is amazing. It's got this wonderful mode of action going. Um, there's different cry proteins in different bacteria, different Bacillus thuringiensis bacteria. And the one in Delphin is really effective against lemon borer larva.
1: Do you want to tell us a little bit more about the damage that the citrus flower moth does? Um, and obviously I allude from the name citrus flower moth that happens at flowering.
0: That is correct. So it, the little female moth lays her eggs on the newly developing flowers and also the tiny little fruit that's starting to develop. And as soon as that egg hatches and the larvae comes out, it starts to feed on the citrus fruit and flowers. And it makes like a webbing Um, and uh, the damaged fruit tend to excrete some sticky juices. So it it, it really affects the developing fruit. And obviously, the more of them there are, the lower your your yield is going to be because some of those fruits actually drop. And the ones that were big enough actually have spots on them, which make them less marketable.
1: Okay, and dolphin, um, the next question we're going to go into is how it works and that's the mode of action. So obviously dolphin, um, because I'm so clever and I'm so smart, I, I, I know that dolphin works on the larvae. So that obviously, um, once you've applied it, it's going to affect the, the the small little larvae that you were talking about.
0: Yeah, so you want to target uh, as soon as that little egg hatches. If you want the best efficacy, you must make sure that the very first puppy or or bite this little larvae takes contains some of the dolphin and that will actually keep it from causing further damage. It will die. Can you talk us through the mode of action? So if you did a really good job at application, you've got little dolphin particles all over the crop. So there's going to be spores and there's going to be some of these cry proteins on the surface of the crop. And what's going to happen as soon as the larvae starts to feed on the area that's been applied... It's going to ingest some of these crytoxins and the spores. And these toxins in the alkaline midgut of the larvae is going to be changed and transformed into a protoxin. And this toxin is going to then attach to the epidermis cells of the midgut. And it's going to literally cause the poor larvae to develop an ulcer of sorts. And that's going to cause the larvae to really feel not happy. It's going to stop feeding. And, yeah, because of the bacteria then being there, it will start growing and cause septicemia eventually, and the larvae will die.
1: Thank you, Vilma. Um, Devet, you work closely with citrus growers around the country. Um, why is this an important new solution for them to add to their IPM toolkit?
2: Yeah, thanks, somebody. Um yeah, Buster's and games is actually it's actually an old concept, but it's a new registration. Uh, therefore, a new solution. Um, and I think where why it's so, why it's so relevant is because everyone wants to go softer now. If you look at the current market conditions, so there's quite a huge pool from uh, the market, the growers um, for uh, softer options, for softer chemicals, softer biological products and stuff. So it's quite lucky to work in that space um, because you can provide them with uh, new solutions and from a technical point of view again um, if you let's say start on a softer uh, with a softer program it's much more biological uh, it's your integrated pest uh, man- management later in the season that becomes actually quite easier uh, because you don't have flares uh, you don't have spikes of, let's say, mites or anything else or millibugs. So, um, yeah, it works quite well um, in a whole program.
1: Okay. Well, the listeners can't see, but your face, you've got this nice big grin, David. So, that's like, a, <laughs> I can see that you're excited. Vilma, um, obviously, in the process of getting the registration, there was trials done. Do you want to just sort of give us some feedback on what the trialists were finding in the field and, and how it's working and a little bit sort of on the physical application?
0: How is it applied? So, we've done quite a few trials for the registration purposes and these, yeah, we've got really good results. Um, so most of the trials were done on lemon because obviously lemon borer, it prefers lemons above some of the other citrus varieties, even though it does feed on them. So, our trials were done on lemons. Um, they did full cover sprays and to make sure that all the flowers and the newly developing baby fruit were covered, and yeah, we did some trials in Addo in the Eastern Cape, and then in the Western Cape in Simondium and Franschhoek. So at the end of the trials, we got around about 10 to 11% damage on the different, uh, in the different trials, and that actually has got an economical impact on the fall map This was done in a commercial setting. We got between 78 and 81% suppression of the damage in the orchard and that actually led to quite a significant if you calculate it back, quite a significant uh, economical impact to the grower. So this is really a very good product to include. They sprayed it every two weeks so it's not a weekly application and by just doing it every two weeks during the flowering period, they could really bring down that um, percentage of damage that they Perceived or experienced. Um,
1: Delphin is already registered, and it's increasingly being used on lettuce and tomato crops, in particular. David, do you want to talk to us a little bit about that?
2: Don't uh, worry. Uh, it is. We use it on uh, tomato, especially for uh, Tuta and for bollworm. But I think from a resistant uh, management for your insecticides against Tuta, it's. Um, maybe Wilma you can comment here from what's happening in the north but to get another uh, tool in your pocket or in the uh, to use against tuta is quite significant uh, because tuta is um,
0: quite, devastating. quite aggressive so the nice thing about tuta is that once that larvae hatches from the egg mm-hmm. if you've done your coverage again very well you really get very good efficacy that very first Bite it takes, it gets some of the dolphin spores and toxins in. And yeah. because tomatoes are nice open crop, you really get a good coverage if you spray rig really is well calibrated. Mm.
2: Yeah, and just to come in there, if you, uh, based on what you've just said there on lettuce, an example, that to get coverage can be a problem if you don't spray so frequently. So because you have every week new leaves you need to come in there and um, you can't just rely on on the on the outer side if the larvae is already inside the, the plant. So um, what we normally say is to follow up within a week just to get the cryoprotein the active in the plant um, to get contact.
0: That's true. And tomatoes really grow very fast as well. So that's why we go in weekly with, with dolphin to make sure that all the new leaves are also covered.
1: Okay, guys, um, so talk to me a little bit about Delphin, specifically on citrus, as opposed to the other crops that we've spoken to. Is this going to be a challenge for growers to incorporate it into the existing IPM programs? Um, How's it all going to work? Maybe, Devet, you can start.
2: Yeah, I think it's probably one of the easiest products just to add in your current um, program, IPM program, um, at that stage of the year, you already spray fungicides you spray um, insecticides um, in the spring uh, pest complex so um, being that the fact that the uh, bacillus is a bacteria it is widely compatible Um, and also if you uh, at that stage also they spray full coverage so you'll you'll get contact so it's basically just an add-on it's not necessary to to change anything from a management uh, point of view.
1: Perfect. And yeah, so tank mixing and all of that stuff, all quite easy.
2: So basically, as I said, there's no issues. I think the most important thing is you must just use it within 24 hours after you've mixed it. And um, from uh, mixing it um, with most of the VPS or the uh, VGs, you mix it in a jug to get the product into solution, and uh, then it's normal procedures. You put in the water in the um, in spraying car, you add the buffers, the bps and then you go over to the ACs and stuff, and at the end, you add your adjuvants, um, and then, yeah, you are ready to go.
0: You got anything to add there, Vilna? Yeah, so just a few things to remember when you spray. Um, just check the pH of your tank. Because you've got the spores and the crystals in that formulation, the spores don't have an issue with any pH uh, extremes. But because of the actives in there that is proteins, they do denature if the pH is not buffed well. So if you can keep the pH between 5 and 8.5, that's absolutely ideal. So you'll make sure that you get the proteins in its viable form still on the plant and ready to be ingested.
1: Perfect. Um, how many applications would the
0: grow be looking at doing? Obviously as many as we want them to.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so in the trials we did every applications every second week and it worked quite well. Obviously if you and that's on its own. So that's Delphin as the sole solution in that, that spray. Um, if you're gonna include it in an IPM program, obviously there's other products that you can add, so you can extend the rate of when you're applying, but our label states apply every two weeks and that we found is quite sufficient, especially because your flowering period is such a short time in your citrus crop life.
1: Thank you. And then just, um, we always get asked about products being organic. Is Dolphin um, organically certified? Yes, it is definitely organically
0: certified. Um, it's currently got an OMRI certificate that is, because it's a product manufactured by Certus, um, it's their own local certification uh, scheme. Are there any key do's
1: or don'ts? I think we've covered pretty much, in my mind, I think we've covered things quite comprehensively, but are there any key do's or don'ts that the growers should be aware of um, before we wrap up on the conversation?
0: I think as a do, make sure that you get really good coverage of all the feeding areas. Um, Make sure that the the spray can dry for about four hours before rain. If it does rain in that four-hour period, maybe think about reapplying a bit earlier to just top it up. Yeah, um, so I think those are the two main ones that I can think of for now.
2: Just to come in there. Um, well, my, the, as you said, di- digestion is uh, most important now um, to get contact. and. Um, normalized, say, to the growers, and this is also relevant for your, on the vegetables as well. Your, er, the earlier you spray, the uh, higher your efficacies. Um, if you spray later, you'll st- still get mortality, um, on the bigger worms, the bigger larvae. But, uh, during that stage, you already sit with, um, with damage. And, um, to prevent damage, you must try to target the smaller worms, the Insta 1 to 3.
1: Vet, tell me what you guys are seeing in the field and, and the citrus orchards in particular.
2: Initially, don't buy, it's only been sporadic on lemons. Um, the Eastern Cape is uh, renowned for the, all the lemons. There. It's probably one of the best lemon areas in the world. Um, but these days, it's much more common. Uh, we said... Um, almost in most of the orchards and not just on lemons anymore. Uh, I jumped over to some of the oranges and some of the mandarins as well. So um, that's probably why the name changed from lemon bore moth to the citrus flower moth or prey citri. Um, yeah. hmm.
1: Okay, so it's a growing problem, clearly. Mm. And then um, your, the physical application, how it's applied, any f- further comments from you on that in the, by the growers and in the field?
2: Yeah, um, Donbry, I think the most important from to start with the IPM uh, program is scouting, monitoring. Eh? That's the most important thing. Um, and the idea is you must time your sprays. Um, I think we moved over from a calendar preventative spraying program instead of like spraying when it is necessary. And it's, we already have a solution for that in the market. You can use pheromone traps uh, for this and uh, by this you know when the moss peaks. If you look at the life cycle, um, it's important to understand the life cycle of the pest to know when to intervene and how to manage it. And um, on lemons, an example, um, your first moss peak is um, around flowering and therefore the egg is on the flower, so you have damage on the flower. the uh, second moth uh, peak is on the fruit again, and the problem there is your, the moment when the um, larvae hatches out of the egg, it penetrates the fruit directly underneath uh, the egg. So you don't have any contact there to come in with the product to um, get it out of the fruit or to, to uh, cause mortality. Uh, so um, Yeah, that's why the first generation targeting is the most important thing. Um, And, uh, yeah.
1: I just want to come in there, uh, Vilma, right in the beginning of the discussion as well, you mentioned specifically that um, one of the benefits of dolphin is that it's safe with the beneficials. And obviously, flowering is a time when there's a lot of of activity in the orchards.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So, that's normally when your bees are coming and doing their work. Um, you also have other beneficials in the orchard at that time. So, you want to keep them as safe as possible going into your season. Like the vet mm-hmm. said earlier, um, to keep your repercussions from happening, to make sure that you've got the most diverse population in there. So, coming in with something like a BT that targets only your Lepidopteran larvae will actually protect Mm -hmm. your beneficials. It does not have any impact on bees or any of your wasps. It's really a very safe solution for the flowering period of your crop.
1: One last thing before we wrap up. Um, I haven't even got it on our list of questions. I think in, as kind of we just take it as a as a given, but we haven't spoken at all about MRls or about resistance management. Um, is there anything from a dolphin point of view? I presume it's all of that. It's it's clear. So that's also a, a huge benefit to the growers. Yeah.
0: No, so there's no MRl impact with using dolphin. It doesn't have any residues on the fruit or in the flowers um, that the growers need to be concerned about. Even your re-entry period, so after they've sprayed, they can basically, once it's dried off, immediately go into the orchards and continue with their normal practices and sanitizing and and pruning if they still need to do some pruning at that stage.
2: So Mm -hmm. it's
0: quite safe for humans.
2: Yeah, and if I can jump in there on tomato as an example, uh, 2 there's it's widely documented um, that there's resistance against the current insecticides that they are using. So to add a BT there, it's just benefiting the farmer uh, to get better control and efficacy with the uh, with the program approach um, by including all the different model actions.
0: Yeah, and also because it's such a, a wide range, it's not just the cry proteins. there's some other metabolites in the formulation mm. that helps its efficacy it's very difficult for an insect to develop resistance against dolphin. So it is really a very good product to to incorporate into your program.
1: Thanks, guys. I think we have done a great job. I'm sure there are going to be further questions from listeners and people that we haven't thought about. But before we wrap up, um, we know that growers are being bombarded um, with products in the market. And can I ask each of you why you believe that dolphin should be their product of choice? David?
2: Uh, yeah, but I think there's three things um, which makes it superior above all the other stuff. Um, it's the even particle size of the metabolite um, and it's also the smallest. So, which tells you you'll, you have an homogeneous product um, and you'll get coverage over the whole let's say leaf where the larvae can be or on the flower. So, um, that's the first thing. Also, uh, as Wilma mentioned earlier, it does have the metabolite and the organism. So normally with some other uh, biological products, with uh, if you only have the organism or the spore, it needs to germinate and reproduce, and then you have activity. Um, but by having the metabolite, you immediately have activity in the orchard. And uh, the third point which is probably one of the most important points from a quality control perspective. Um, We know SAT is doing bioassays with each batch. Um, So um, if you look at the label in an example, you have the amount of spores or the concentrations, but what tells you that it is uh, actually active or it's viable, that it can germinate? Is it a colony forming unit? So by doing a bioassay, actually, you can determine the efficacy of each batch. So um, that gives me quite a lot of trust and um, confidence that when you spray the product, you will have efficacy.
1: Sure. Vilma, have you got anything to add to that? I wasn't expecting David to give us three. I didn't know any of those. Thanks, David.
0: <laughs> Yeah I would just like to add Certus um, Biologicals is the manufacturer of this product. They're a US-based company. Delfin is an internationally recognised product. It's really got a very wide label range across the, the waters that side. Um, we can only hope to extend ours to match these eventually. It's really got a good name in the field. This is really one of the the bases that you can put in your lepidoptera product uh, spray program, starting with lemon border. Awesome, the um, vet. Bye bye bye
1: donkey. Thank you, thank you. Um, it's really been a great conversation. I've learned a lot, and um, I will just remind the listeners if they've got any queries to please go to the website um, and also to download our app. So, thank you very much, guys. That's been a great discussion. I appreciate having you in the studio with me.
2: Thanks, Thanks thank much.
0: Thank you for listening to the Andamat Madumbi podcast. Visit our website to find out more about how we're changing the way that food is grown at www.andermatt.co.za. That's www.andermatt.co.za.